Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Richmond and WRVQ HD2 Richmond. Always live on the... Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Uh, Bring the energy! It's happening. Get it, get, 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 get. for your lives. It's time for MP on the mic. Cunning, capable, agile, flexible. It gets me pumped and it gets me going. Michael Phillips is... Let's go! MP on the mic. Thursday morning, what is up, MP on the mic? 10 o'clock in the beautiful city of Richmond, Virginia. Folks, we did it. It's an entire day of school for the kids today. Uh, We did it. Uh, There's just one, though, uh, because snow's coming back tomorrow. We did it. One full day of school for the youth. Hope they learn something this week before they they get back to staying at my house, listening to MP on the mic, whatever they do. Whatever they do with their free time. Uh, big game last night. Tech UVA and defense won the day out in Charlottesville. Uh, Hokies made a made a little bit of a game out of it. Here's uh, right before halftime. Hunter Couture driver to the left side, and he throws it out over to Couture. Right wing three. Hunter Couture knocked it in. Bingo! A big triple right there to send the Hokies on to the break. Down by seven. That was uh, Hunter Couture cutting the lead, uh, but UVA's defense won the day and won the day big. Uh, This was everything UVA was hoping for out of their defense. Sorry, I was holding up the wrong number of fingers there. Six is the next one. All right, we got there. You you know what we're doing here. Uh, Everybody's here today. It's a party today. Uh, UVA big winners over Virginia Tech. Tech got it to five at the end. But, man, the, the star of the game, Jordan Miner, part of that Georgetown team uh, that, that, w- that was their last successful team, uh, transferred into UVA, and uh, he played some phenomenal defense after a rough start to the season. Here he is on shutting down Virginia Tech's Lynn Kidd. I think Coach reiterated to us uh, before we went out there just imposing our will um, collectively and individually. Individually, I think me, I think I know, you know, he likes to spin and um, shot fakes a lot, so I was just disciplined and staying down on that and trying to contest and make him work for every single bucket that he got. So that's that, that was my focus. There you go. He was so good inside, and uh, just you know, Tony Bennett talked about this. We played the clip yesterday that you've gotta you've gotta wait to see what these teams become and, and let these teams grow and develop, especially with new players uh, and, and getting the transfer there in Jordan Minor. Everybody's excited. You know, you get a Jack Salt-style guy inside. I said the wrong school, by the way. It came from Merrimack, uh, Merrimack College. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll fact check that right right away there, uh, get get that right. But he was locking down Lynn Kidd, who had a great game for the Hokies. Hokies offense just went ice cold. Uh, Hunter Couture, who'd been shooting uh, so well, he, he played... Uh, but did not make as much of an impact as he would have liked. A great win at home for UVA, which remains undefeated at home, 10-0 at John Paul Jones Arena, uh, which begs the question, why do they keep scheduling road games? Uh, just uh, just inviting the trip-ups here. They, uh, You, you want to give them credit for the win and credit for the defense coming back and, and certainly getting contributions outside of the usual suspects. Uh, some some fantastic play by Jordan Miner. Uh, he's coming back strong uh, after a really rough start to the season. If he can if he can build that momentum, that's great. But then you say, hey, going on the road uh, Saturday, they'll be at Georgia Tech, one of the ACC's best offenses. Tech going to NC State. Life doesn't get any easier in the ACC. I don't know if you followed NC State basketball recently. Uh, DJ Horn is uh, is their guard. 
gave the double middle fingers to the ref at the end of a game the other night. Behind his back, behind his back, but they aired it on TV. Uh, So the ACC, ACC is always on the scene. They issued a formal reprimand yesterday to DJ Horn. He has been, consider DJ Horn formally reprimanded. What, what does that mean? He's going to keep playing basketball, but, but he's been, he has been reprimanded formally for the double birds. Uh, that, that clip made the rounds formal reprimand. You gotta, you gotta wear like a tuxedo to the formal reprimand. That's, that's the difference there. Yeah. It's, it's, it was not an informal reprimand. It wasn't a, Hey, Hey buddy, don't do that again. They got out the quill, the fountain pen. They're right now there's a reprimand. On the 18th of January, AD 2024, DJ Horn has been formally reprimanded for the double bird to the referee in a game. He gets to keep playing, though. Uh, NC State hosts Virginia Tech this weekend. Uh, in in that They're in that middle, too, that middle in the ACC. It's, uh, it's a big middle this year. All, all those teams scrapping to get above 500 claim those tourney bursts. Uh, UVA made a big step towards that last night. Uh, Dante Harris uh, had a great game as well. Uh, coming back from an ankle injury, he played 17 really good minutes. Uh, but here he is after the game. A lot of times, this is true so many times, right, that uh, teammates feel happiest for their teammates. Uh, so Dante Harris was giving his props to Jordan Minor after the game. Amazing, man. I'm happy for him um, just to see he worked each and every day um, real hard at his craft. He don't, he don't, um, what I say when, when things don't go his way or when he don't get as many uh, minutes, he don't, he don't get down or get to himself. He's still in the game, still encouraging the teammates. So that's what I really like about him. So I'm glad that his moment is finally um, here and uh, he's, he's putting on a, a good performance for you guys. Man, we saw that with, uh, we saw that with Kwani. Uh, when when he finally broke out, when he finally hit his threes, just everybody's so pumped for him, so excited for him. When Bama still got to play, everybody's fired up for Jordan Minor because they see the hard work, they see him working towards, him, and then to finally put it together last night, lockdown Lin kid, get a big win at home for UVA. On the other side, the Hokies uh, cooled down after a red hot offensive stretch. Uh, a lot of teams are going to say that after playing UVA this year. And uh, I think Mike Young, here's uh, his post game interview. You heard it on 96 1. Uh, Mike Young uh, just tipping his hat to UVA. A lot of teams are going to get frustrated by that defense. Uh, they were more physical than our team, and that uh, that's that's hard to that's hard to imagine. But uh, but but that's the way it was. Um, you know, huge shot from Hunter to going into the half as poorly as we played, going to half down seven. Um, you know, we're right there. Let's figure it out. And uh, we had some really nice runs and played better basketball in the second half to give ourselves a chance. Just couldn't couldn't quite get over the hump. Yeah, it's the road game when uh, when they play down at Castle. Maybe a different story. Certainly, the way UVA's played this year on the road may be a different story. Uh, tons to get to today. Pair of great guests. Ten thirty. Lane Casadante joins us from CBS Six. He knows his way around the region as well as everybody. Eleven o'clock. We'll welcome in our guy Parney. Uh, you know him from the Flying Squirrels, of course. Uh, and uh, a little bit of a, a treat for you. So Parney is at the Richmond Music Hall on Saturday night. That's he's not singing. That's not the treat. Uh, the treat is he's doing uh, doing a comedy and story hour with Micah White, Bam Bam, uh, who's a local comedian. They're going to tell some jokes, have a good time. The treat is uh, one of you is going to win two tickets to go to the Richmond Music House on uh, Saturday night, 7 o'clock doors, 8 o'clock stories uh, with Parney and Micah Bam Bam White. Uh, Bam knows all the comedians in the world. He's open for everybody like you know you name him he knows him he's got stories to tell parney of course knows everybody in the sports world that'll be a fun night uh so we'll give away two tickets to that at 11 o'clock when we chat with our guy parney and uh of course uh, always uh always plenty to go over over there with the squirrels and uh, all their all their doings uh stadium and, and building a team and uh whatever they've got cooking for this year, tons of NFL action as well. The big news last night: the Dallas Cowboys are going to bring back Mike McCarthy as their head coach. What a great week for the Commanders! It just gets better. Mike McCarthy coming back as the Dallas Cowboys coach. 
You wonder if they, did they try for Belichick? Did they put out the feelers and Belichick said no? Did, I would also say this about Jerry Jones. Jerry's got this reputation as being like a guy who will fire somebody on a whim. Jerry, like, he lasted nine years with Jason Garrett. Now letting McCarthy do this number for four. Jerry's the most patient man on earth right now with his head coaches. I don't know if he's trying to buck the, uh, the, the, you know, uh, what do you, you know, buck what people think, the conventional wisdom that he fires coaches quickly. That's crazy. And, uh, <laughs> looks like the Eagles will bring back Nick Sirianni as well. I'm less surprised by that one. Dude was in the Super Bowl a year ago. I don't think you just send a guy packing for one bad year. But when we come back on the other side of this break, Ron Rivera gave his first interview since being fired to John Kime of ESPN, and boy, it was a doozy. We will break that down for you on the other side of this, off and running on a Thursday morning. You're listening to 910 The Fan, at 105.1 FM. Keep it a rolling, 1015. Thank you for joining us on a Thursday morning. MP on the mic. What is up? Phone lines are yours, 833-804-0910. Ron Rivera, haven't said that name in a hot minute. Been talking about new coaches, been talking about Adam Peters, been talking about quarterbacks. Let's talk about Ron Rivera again. Ron Rivera gave his first interview since being fired uh, to John Kime of ESPN yesterday. The The headline coming out of this was, he says he put too much pressure on Sam Howell uh, to, to be the franchise quarterback right away, uh, which is insane. Because I'm not sure if he's aware how being an NFL quarterback works. There's pressure. That, that's how it works in the NFL. He actually made the correct decision. It just didn't work out for him last year. The correct decision was not find another Carson Wentz, find another Ryan Fitzpatrick. Nobody wanted that. The correct decision was to roll with Sam Howe. Ron, Ron mixes up here the correct decision and, and the correct outcome. He didn't get the outcome he was hoping for. Because Sam struggled all year, but boy, he uh, he was really he was really going to excuse town in this. All right, here's Ron uh, on John Kimes podcast on ESPN. Uh, let's start at the beginning. This is about Trent Williams, uh, which was arguably the first botch of the Ron Rivera tenure. The first and the, and, and and the hardest thing we had to deal with, obviously, was right off the bat with Trent. I mean, the dude's a phenomenal player, and if there had been any way we could have worked something out and keep keep, I mean, he he he's a generational left tackle. He comes in, he plays 12, 15 years. I mean, that's phenomenal. I mean, and and his athleticism and who he is as a player. I mean, that that was special. And then then you had you know then you had a a, a right guard, um, and 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 that's special. And and you know we we couldn't work anything out with him. You know, we constantly had to had to always, um, you know, try and figure out how we can keep him, and then eventually you just can't can't afford to keep him anymore. All right, so here's the Ron Rivera situation. Ron comes in and he says, "You're on the Ron Rivera way, or you're on the highway. Get out of here." Trent Williams says, "I'm Trent Williams. I'm very good at football. I'd like more money. I'd like a new contract." And it was time for that. Ron says, "Well, this is the Ron Rivera situation now." The Ron Rivera way is you got to play for a year, prove yourself, and then I'll give you a contract. Trent Williams says, screw that. I'm Trent Williams. I'm going to the Hall of Fame. I'm very good at playing football. Ron says, well, that's not how the Ron Rivera way works. Ron Rivera way is you got to prove yourself to Ron Rivera before you get paid. Trent says, screw that. I'm Trent Williams. I'm very good at football. I'm out of here. Now, this is not the first. Trent's not the only one. He alludes to Brandon Sheriff, who, who didn't get paid as well. Uh, you've got Morgan Moses. He ran Morgan Moses out of town. Ryan Ryan Kerrigan was, was, I would argue, the craziest one because Ryan Kerrigan was beloved by fans, was a great locker room guy, was a hard worker every day, and wanted to be here and was willing to take a pay cut and not be a starter. But he wasn't a Ron Rivera guy, so he had to go. So these guys all go. Now, that's fine if you replace them with great players. But what he replaced them with was what you saw on the offensive line this year and what you saw in the pass rush this year. And those guys were not as good as Trent Williams and Brandon Sheriff and Morgan Moses and not as good on the defensive line as Ryan Kerrigan was. And... This whole notion of like, hey, I wanted this to work. 
Uh, but it didn't, so guess that's somebody else's fault. There was no flexibility. He came in, and it had to be the Ron Rivera way. Uh, speaking of the Ron Rivera way, uh, culture, of course, is the word that makes us all vomit because we say it all way too much these days. But uh, Ron Rivera talking about the team's culture in his uh, exit interview with John Kime. Well, I think, first of all, I think the, the the character level of the young men that we have in. I mean, you know, we sure we had some guys with speeding tickets, stuff like that. But, you know, it, 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 it's nothing that, that was, you know, concerning to, to a point where, you know, you really worry about what, what's going on. Um, you know, we didn't have that. And that was one of the things that we tried to, 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 to eliminate, obviously. You know, we... Um, we were able to change a lot of things around the facility and, and, and make it a, a, a better facility. Yeah, I, so, no. Um, let's review. I, got, I brought great players in here, and the only thing we had to worry about was the occasional speeding ticket, which is a gross oversimplification. The DeShazer Everett drove... 75 on an icy night in a 30-mile-an-hour zone and killed his girlfriend. That's not a speeding ticket. Jamin Davis drove 115 in a 55 and is going to go to jail this offseason for it. That is different from a speeding ticket. A speeding ticket is when you're going 12 over instead of 8 over and the cops get you and they give you a ticket and you put your money in the mail. I've gotten speeding tickets before. That's a thing I'm familiar with the process. It's not a speeding ticket if somebody dies. That's not a speeding ticket. It's not a speeding ticket if you go to jail. That's not a speeding ticket. I brought people into this building I didn't have to worry about. Jamin Davis could be going to jail this offseason. That was one of your first round draft picks. You brought a trainer into the building who got the place searched by the DEA. They're, They're raiding the building. Because you got prescriptions laying around willy-nilly. And not a speeding ticket. So, no. The culture did improve in Washington. The culture improved because Dan Snyder left. And I think Ron's a good dude. I think, I, I've i said this, and, and people disagree with me, and you're welcome to call in and disagree. I don't think there's any coach who could have overcome that building in that time frame. It was just too messed up of a place. That... Whoever took that job, that was going to be their last NFL head coaching job, right? Mike Shanahan came. That was his last NFL head coaching job. Jay Gruden came. That was his last NFL head coaching job. Ron Rivera is not going to get an NFL head coaching job again. Uh, I don't I don't believe Jim Zorn's been hired anywhere as an NFL head coach. We'll, we'll have Josh do the research. We'll keep you posted. JC, do you know who Jim Zorn is? I'm I'm gonna let you guess if I do or don't. Okay, he doesn't. That's all right. Dang it. We'll uh, we'll send we'll send the research committee out to find one out. One day I'm gonna just as... have this in my pocket as with an these... NFL coach. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> not this time. It's... One day, not this day. I don't believe Steve Spurrier has been hired <laughs> as an NFL coach since being in the building. It's it's you can't overcome the building, and Ron couldn't overcome the building, and that's I don't want to dunk on the guy for two hours here. I mean, there was this is world class excuse making. If excuse making was an Olympic event, gold medalist, absolutely. On the other hand, what would you have done differently? Not taking the job is the answer, really. There's no, there's no correct path here. There was no way to lift that building to success with Dan Snyder as the owner. It wasn't going to happen. And now there's hope. Now there's a new era. And I mean, kind of stinks for Ron that he doesn't get to be a part of it. But part of it also is they can get better people now than Dan Snyder could get. Dan Snyder, I talked about this yesterday with Adam Peters. Adam Peters is the man. He gets to make the decisions in the building now. He's in charge. He's the dude. Spent 20 minutes talking to us the other day. Didn't didn't talk about how he's the man or how powerful he is once. Because he knows. All of these people, this parade, the Shanahans, the Jays, the, the Rons, it's it, we're fighting for their power. We're fighting for every inch inside the building. You can't operate a successful team like that. Ron Rivera wouldn't have been hired as coach if the new ownership had already happened. He was the caretaker who bridged the gap. Now they got some work to do now, obviously, but that's not look. That's why I don't, 
I don't. It's not that I feel bad dunking on Ron because obviously he brought this on himself. Like I wish it had worked out with Trent Williams. It could have worked out. You could have offered him money to play football at a high level. That's a thing he does. He's doing it in San Francisco. Ah, uh, you know. We got a great culture now. Yes, because the owner left, not because of your guys. Your guys are going 115, allegedly. The court hasn't ruled yet. 115 and a 55. That's what the police say. That's what the radar said. We'll let the court sort out the rest. What I know is he was willing to accept a plea deal to go to jail, and they said that's not strict enough for what you've done. And allegedly he was in the car when DeShazer Everett killed his girlfriend, and after all that, picks up two speeding tickets including the one the the most recent one. That's not that's not that's not a culture situation. That's not good culture. All right, but I I I'm done dunking on Ron. Uh interesting comment here at the end. This is uh this is Ron on what needs to happen next. Ron Rivera chatting with John Kime on John Kime's podcast yesterday, his first interview since being fired. Uh Ron on what the new ownership has done and needs to do going forward. The focus is now on the football team. And and I think one of the first focuses for, for them should be about seeing if they can get the old RFK Stadium. Uh, I think that would be very beneficial to the organization for a couple of reasons. One is it's going to cut down on the commute to that stadium. Yeah. You know, believe it or not, that, that was one of the things that we worried about every day was our players getting to the game on time because, it, you know, it's tough to get in and out of. Um, secondly, is 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 you know, and I know one of the things they talked about was building a world-class facility for the players, you know, a practice facility that's world-class. I mean, you know, and, and I know that, you know, they, they, they've seen some of the other places and, on, and, and looked at the things that they needed to do, and, 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 and that's the right attitude. You know, one of the things that I learned from John Madden was every year you have to show the players you're doing something to get better. And if you don't, they're thinking, oh, you just think everything's fine. With them talking about how they want to change things, with them saying, hey, this is what we want to do, and then going out and doing some of those things, that, that, that means a lot to the players. I don't think you just say that out of left field. What they need to do is go get the RFK Stadium land and build a world-class facility on it. That's a weird poll to make randomly. He needs to keep John Madden's name out of his mouth. Too. No, no, he, he him, <laughs> him and John are buddies. Oh, they're tight. You no, know, yeah, they were legit buddies. Okay. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah no. that, not in this sense. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't pull out John Madden on in in this. Are, are you you're defending John Madden's honor? You're making yes. sure nobody besmirches the legacy of John Madden. Yes. Don't bring him down to your level with your bonehead decisions. Let's Ron. do a John Madden biography real quick, JC. What do we know about John Madden? The video game. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, 100%. So many hours. That's he's, that's where I learned most of what I know about football. He's the video game guy. <laughs> he loves his chicken wings. <laughs> the turducken. The, the, the turducken. The turducken. I can, the, the I chicken can do stuffed the in a duck stuffed in a turkey. I can um, do his voice. I can do that for sure. Cause... He, uh, the, the great story. He like he mentioned the turducken and like it was a guy in Louisiana who made him and his sales went up like, you know, 5,000% oh the sure. next week because everybody, everybody wanted the turducken. <laughs> Uh, if I don't think you just randomly say what they need to do is get the RFK stadium land and build a world-class practice facility there. Right. Sure feels like another data point in this long march of, of where we're headed here. By the way, I was told that, uh, Muriel Bowser, she's the mayor of DC was told that she was in the box with Josh Harris at the Cowboys game was, oh. it was in the owner's box. Okay. That. I don't think she was just in the neighborhood and dropped by. Yeah, no, that was that was definitely a pointed affair. I don't think so. I, I don't think uh I don't think these are random coincidences. Muriel Bowser's hanging out in the box. Ron Rivera says what they need to do is get RFK Stadium land and build a world class practice facility there. We'll talk we'll about see. the stadium plenty yeah. in the coming days. We've got to bring our guy Lane Casadane on, though. We'll do that right after this. You're listening to 910 the fan at 1051 FM. This is MP on the mic on Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM.
1032. It's a Thursday, January 18th. Virginia Tech falls at UVA last night. Tony Bennett has that defense cranking uh, as we head into a busy weekend of college hoops. Nobody better to chat about that with than our guy, Lane Casadante of CBS 6 Sports. Lane, what is up, dude? Hey, Michael. What's going on? Good morning, everybody. It, do we Do we have Lane? Do I have Lane? Okay. okay. I've got Lane. Are you, are you here? I've, I've got you. All right. Excellent. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing myself very loudly in the echo right now. I'm not sure why. Uh, that That's on our end, though. I'll figure that out as we go. Um, you've got the Spiders atop the A-10. Uh, spiders are rolling. They're, they're, undefe- they're undefeated in A-10 play. Uh, VCU finally put a couple on the board. Uh, what, what are you excited about this weekend? The fact that teams are getting better, which you you kind of expect um, and you have to hope for in this age of, you know, what college basketball is because these teams are not, you know, they Richmond and VCU both have completely brand new rosters. So it was going to take them a little while to gel and to get up to speed. And to a certain extent, you know, Tech and UVA had the same issues. So I think moving forward in this sport, we are really going to have to wait until – you know, middle of January before we realize what any team might have in any given year. Isn't that isn't that crazy that you can you can say right like the team, especially VCU, the team they fielded in November and December isn't even a little bit like the team they're fielding now. You wonder how the committee's going to have to adjust to that too, because you're certainly going to have teams that run the table in February and March, but just uh, you know for whatever reason have bad losses on their November December resume. And I think that you're, and that's a good point because the committee is going to have to prioritize, let's say, the last 15 games of the season over the first 15 because you have to take into account the fact that rosters change um, within a season. And a lot of these teams, you know, have, uh, Richmond and VCU each have, I think, eight new faces on their roster. Uh, and it's just, it's a, it's a testament to the job that Ryan Odom and Chris Mooney have done that they're even above 500 with all the new, you know, Odom is in a brand new place. Um, and he's, you know, he's got two players with which he's familiar. Um, so they had to get used to him. He has to get used to them. Chris Mooney has had to alter the way that he has coached basketball for years because he's just got different personnel. And he's not going to have the two or three years that he would normally have for guys to learn his system, grow up in the program, and realize what he's looking for and why it works. So I give a lot of credit to the coaches as well for being as flexible as they have been this year. All right. Lane Cassidane, CBS 6. We love having him on on Thursdays. Lane, I got to tell you, I'm going to be out on the road tonight. I'm headed out to Deep Chesterfield, a high school girls basketball James River in Manchester. I'm, I'm, I'm going down there. I'm going to see Laney Grant and Mia Wolfwick in person. I know you've watched them. Uh, t- tell me what I'm going to see tonight. Yeah, uh, Laney is uh, she's, she's an exciting player to watch um, because she kind of keeps her team in it no matter what. And Mia is the same way. Mia is just, you know, they're, they're two different players. Mia is inside. Laney kind of works outside. Um, but it's fun to watch. Uh, that that section of the sport kind of get its recognition as well because we've seen, you know, Thomas Dale is ranked nationally. Their girls are still undefeated. Uh, James River has always had a good girls program, and it's, it's interesting to watch some of these programs grow up, and they now have examples right here in town of what they can do at the next level. I think VCU has, a, has I think I read this this morning, their, their women's defense is, uh, top rated in the nation. Richmond women won again last night. They're still undefeated in the A-10. They're 16-3 and overall. So it's a really good year for that part of the sport as well right here in town. No doubt. Shout out to the Richmond women. And we had wondered when, when VCU, when their women lost to Richmond, it's like, oh, that's that's a bad loss, you know, coughed up a late lead. Turns out that, w- that was a good loss maybe. Uh, tons of talent in the area. 
uh, tons going on. All right, Lane Casadonna is with the CBS Six. You've got the uh, you've got the big game this weekend: Chiefs Bills. Uh, my guys from Kansas City, your guys from upstate New York. Uh, both teams know what to do in these weather conditions. Uh, I'm fired up for this one, Lane. Yeah, it's going to come down to turnovers as well um, because you just cannot turn the ball over this time of year. You know, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are going to get their yards. They're going to get their balls. They're going to get the ball to their playmakers. um, And the defenses are just going to have to come up with as many stops as they can. It's not going to be easy. I give the, the nod a little bit. I think the Bills have played a little bit. When the Bills have been good, they've played a little bit better than the Chiefs this year. Um, but you know, obviously you can come out. Josh Allen is as capable of throwing three picks as he is of throwing three touchdowns some weeks and Patrick Mahomes, you know, as good as he is, uh, has some of the same issues from time to time. So I, it's really going to come down to turnovers, um, and making the most out of, uh, out of each possession, because I'm, I'm guessing there won't be as many for each team as there are in a normal game. Now both those teams have really good defenses too this year. They're humming. for Patrick Mahomes. It's the challenge of will the receiver catch the ball when he throws it to him. That's that's been a bit of a challenge for him all year. Well, <laughs> the details. Come on, you want everything? Jeez. <laughs> um, I, I did see where you, y'all had the uh, on CBS six. You had the Steelers Bills game, the the Monday rescheduled game. I loved that on the holiday, little, little Monday afternoon. Holiday, uh, holiday football. Uh, Thirty-one million viewers. The final, uh, final number on that one of the most watched of the weekend. Uh, what, what do you say? Put, put the, uh, put a little something in the comment box. Let's make that a thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I would love that. Uh, the programmers and everybody at our place. It kind of throws everybody for a loop. But uh, it was interesting. I mean, you know, Buffalo got. They think they got upwards of three feet of snow that Sunday. There was no way they were going to be able to play. And a lot of people. Uh, especially Dolphins fans, uh, were wondering, well, if you can postpone that game, why didn't you postpone the Kansas City game? And the Kansas City game was just cold. You know, there were no uh, outside conditions that prevented people and staff and everybody from getting there. In Buffalo, you couldn't see across the street. And I've been in snowstorms like that up there, and there's just nothing you can do. You have to just sit and wait for it to stop and then start to dig out. If fans were still digging out their seats when they got to the stadium. So uh, <laughs> yes. for them to, you know, to even get that place to where it was somewhat manageable to host an NFL playoff game was nothing short of remarkable. It was uh, the other thing was like if they had waited in Kansas City, it was still going to be cold the next day and the next day. Like it's not, it's not like it was going to warm up. Well, and and as you know, it, it at some point you come to uh, you know, uh, an issue of um, uh, fairness to the team that wins. And, uh, you know, now you, the window is going to get shorter for them to prepare for the next game. And this isn't regular. You know, in a regular season, we saw this during COVID. They didn't want to do it, but there were some games on Tuesday just because of the issues there. When you're in the playoffs, you do not want to put any team at a competitive disadvantage if you can avoid it. And there's, you know, a week is only seven days, and you can only push a game back but so far. And to your point, right, you know, it's not like it was going to be 70 the next day in Kansas City. It just wasn't. In Buffalo, the sun came out the next day, and they were able to uh, get everybody to the stadium, you know, where you could see in front of you. Uh, So that's, that's all part of it as well. But you can't, you know, you can't be playing playoff games on Tuesday and then expect somebody to come back on Saturday or Sunday the next week um, when their opponents have had a full week to get ready. Uh, I think that's a big part of it, no doubt. Lane Cassadonna, I got to see you this on Monday at uh, Ryan Odom's press conference. That was a treat. Uh, I'm sure we will uh, cross paths soon. Always great having you on. Any, uh, sorry, I forgot to ask. Anything cooking on CBS 6 this weekend? Uh, let's see. Well, we got we got VCU's uh, St. Louis tomorrow night. That'll be uh, a real good game. St. Louis kind of put a little bit of a scare into Dayton the other night. Only lost by five at Dayton. There's no shame in that. Uh, they're playing better than they were at the beginning of the season, and uh, the Rams are going to be ready for them. They've had uh, they've had all week to get ready for this, um, so I think that'll be uh, that'll be a pretty good game. I I give VCU obviously the advantage because I think Ryan Odom's defense has turned a corner. They were playing well at the beginning of the season, laps for a couple of games, but I think uh, he's got the effort back on that side of the ball, and you're going to see a little bit different effort from the Rams overall.
I think they're absolutely favorites to win. I, I would uh, I would agree they're they're playing at a much higher level. And he said on Monday that uh, doesn't think this team's reached its full potential yet. I I think I would agree with that statement. Uh, Lane Casadane, CBS Six Sports. I appreciate you joining us on a Thursday morning. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. Have a great weekend, everybody. All right. Appreciate it. Back with more after this. You're listening to 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM. Eleven o'clock, hour number two, MP on the mic. Thank you for joining us. 910 The Fan, 105.1 FM, and worldwide on the free odyssey app with the rewind button it's a giveaway segment be given away to tickets to the capitol ale house richmond music hall this saturday night parney and micah bam bam white will be performing their uh it's called story time they'll be telling stories doing jokes doing bits all the good stuff uh busy saturday of basketball as well coming off of last night's uh uva's defense showed up uh smothered the hokies uh, who finally cooled off, uh, but that's uh, that happens to a lot of teams in Charlottesville. But we love to welcome on our guy, Todd Parnell. You know him as Parney uh, from the Richmond Flying Squirrels, and more importantly, from Storytime with Parney and Bam. Parney, what's up, dude? MP on the mic. What's going on? It was great seeing you last Wednesday, I believe it was, last Wednesday. It was, the diamond. It, it was uh, last think- Wednesday. I think you agree with me that uh, we had a good good crowd of sports and community people here, and you can tell that the squirrel staff is gearing up for uh, April the ninth and a bunch of things in between. I just walked down the hallway, and they're planning on their uh, planning on our our block party, which is an annual Nutsies block party, which is the first day of individual ticket sales. I believe that's scheduled for March the ninth. So, uh, besides talking story time with Bam and Party, they want to make sure that you're Awesome listeners, go to squirrelsbaseball.com and look up all the events the squirrels have. Valentine's Day's coming. You should buy your wife something nice from the squirrels, MP, uh, for Valentine's Day. Have Nutsy deliver. They do a Nutsy, nutsy flower delivery on Valentine's Day with some uh, ticket uh, purchases. So make sure that you go online and look at all that stuff. But we're excited about uh, you having us on today to talk about uh, story time with Party and Bam. Hang, hang on. Nutsy will deliver flowers to your, your special somebody on Valentine's Day? Yeah, there's a, there's a ticket special that we've, we've had for years, a Valentine's Day special. We've done it for a long time. And Nutsy and Natasha, you buy the package, and I don't have the details, of course, but you buy the package, and it includes some, uh, a flower, includes tickets to a game, and I think usually there's some kind of an edible uh, like a like a like a, a candy or something like that. Not that kind of edible, edible. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, just made, I mean, any any more with all these kids today? You never know what they're going to think. I'm saying, right? Um, <laughs> and, and then and then our staff and Nutsy and Natasha go around town on Valentine's Day delivering. It's a wonderful um, wonderful memory making. We've had, we've delivered. I, I personally one time went to a family who had two toddlers that were crazy uh, Nutsy fans. And the kids walked out in their pajamas in the morning and saw Nutsy standing on their door jam. And it's just another example of how uh, we always take uh, every situation we have and try to turn it into a memory-making situation. And certainly uh, Nutsy and or Natasha delivering uh, something to your loved one on Valentine's Day or loved ones on Valentine's Day is certainly a, a memory that they'll never forget. I love it. And uh, I do want to talk about story time, but I, I was in D.C. a couple weeks ago. I asked Josh Harris what he was going to do about the commander's name, and he kind of kind of punted, said he was too busy, he wasn't thinking about it now. So I, I want to I ask you, because you oversaw one of the great brandings uh, in, in Richmond sports history, the Flying Squirrel's name and the merchandise, which is always a bestseller. If you owned the Washington Commanders... Mm-hmm. And your name was the Commanders. What would you do? Would you keep it and deal with it, or, or would you would you freshen it up? Uh, I my opinion of that. You know, I have pretty strong opinions about the football team up north, as I blister you with text messages every Sunday. Um, not not necessarily. I'm a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, but I've watched that organization from very close for many many years. I think new owner, new coach, potentially new quarterback new brand. I just don't feel like any any of the quote-unquote old Washington Redskins fans 
and there's a bunch of them traditionally. I mean, uh, there's people in our family that have been watching them, but they don't even know what to call themselves anymore. They didn't embrace the commander's nope. name, and, and I think that that was a little bit of a rush job when they were just trying not to drown uh, under the under the previous ownership regime. See, I won't even say his name. Um, and and I and I feel like like with Josh and his crew coming in, I think that there's an opportunity to really thoughtfully, and here's the key: find out what the people want. And if there's if their fan base is going to be rebuilt, they need to first of all they need to reconnect with the foundation of that fan base. And that's you know it's not too long ago, Michael, that the Washington uh, Redskins back in the day, as they were called had a waiting list that was generations long for season tickets and for tickets. So I think they need to reconnect somehow, and I'm not suggesting they go back to the old name, but they need to reconnect to yep. somehow to those people and figure out what they want, and I think that there's some fresh ideas that should be taking place. So no, I would not keep the commander's name. Yeah, and you know this as well as anybody. Part of the the Dan Snyder era, I'll, I'll, it was like Lord Voldemort here, you can't say his name. Part of, part of that guy's era is they were just so disrespectful to the paying customers. You, you paid more right. and you got less every year. Right. And, and I, I think, look, if I was ever going to buy something for, what was it, $6 billion? It's a lot of money. Yeah, which, which I, I, I would not ever be able to do that. But if, I, but if I were, the singular most important focus, and of course it's the NFL, so you want to win, but what do the fans want? And I think the fans are starving for attention for in Washington. I think they're starving to be in love with that team. But right now, MP, I don't know that they know what they're in love with anymore. It's, you know, I like like the the relationship has drifted apart so far that they don't know what why they fell in love thirty years ago. And I think they need to rekindle that. Maybe they should go on a honeymoon, another honeymoon or something. And I think that's what a rebranding could be. It could be like a new honeymoon. Got to ignite that flame again. Parney, of course, uh, from the Flying Squirrels joining us on the line this morning. Uh, Parney, we're taking this show to Vegas for the Super Bowl. We're doing Radio Row. I'm fired up. I've never done a Radio Row show before. You, you're a Vegas guy. Uh, you've, you've been there before. What, what do I need to do? Well, wear, wear, wear a football helmet at all times um, <laughs> because it, it, gets, it gets hard out there. Uh, and and don't spend all your time in the casino. That won't be good because those buildings are really beautiful, not because everybody wins. The buildings are beautiful because they lose. Uh, and, and also, I would say, also, if you have time, check out the minor league ballpark out there. Uh, it's an amazing ballpark in Las Vegas and something uh, my, my buddies run it. They had a great job. Uh, but also pool time. Pool time in Vegas is very important and catch a show. That's all, that's all my things. But the most important thing on Radio Row, make sure you headlock my buddy Jerome Bettis and make sure he comes in and spends a few minutes with you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We're going to make that happen for sure. Absolutely. I'd, I don't know about pool time in uh, in January, but uh, we, we can make oh, the no, rest. It'll be, it'll be fine. Trust me. Okay. All right. I'll take your word for that. I love it. Uh, Barney joining us this morning, Thursday morning, MP on the mic. And uh, you and Micah Bam Bam White uh, are teaming up. It's what is this? Our third story time. Uh, it's our fourth one. Uh, fourth one that we've done. Uh, the first couple we we had good crowds. The last one we got uh, we, we we didn't have a great crowd, frankly, because it was on a bad day. But this is our first ever show on a on a Saturday night. It's this coming Saturday, uh, eight o'clock is when the show starts. It's a ninety minute comedy show that's based on not stand up comedy, but it's based on two friends sitting on a stage, one guy, 34 years of minor league baseball, lots of clubhouse stories, lots of behind-the-scenes stories, and one guy who has literally performed with just about every major comedian in the last 30 years uh, in not only America but the world. And we just go back and forth telling stories. We have uh, audience participation uh, where we actually will tell a story about a subject and then we'll pick a number out of the hat of person in the crowd and ask them to come up and tell a story. So it's a really interactive, fun 90 minutes. It goes really quickly. I know there's football games on, but the show's at the Richmond Music Hall, which is right next door to Capitol House downtown. So I promise you at 935, Bam and I will be next door watching the second half of whatever football game is on. 
that night as well. So tickets are available at richmondmusichall.com. It's not expensive, uh, and uh, we hope that people join us. Uh, it, it's a great little place. Have you ever been to the Richmond Music Hall? I've been for music. This, this Saturday night will be my first appearance at Parney and Bam Story Time. I'm pretty fired up, dude. Nice. We we're, we're appreciate you coming. It's a great time, uh, and I think you and I have decided that if you're, you're going to do a giveaway, right, for two tickets, is that what you're going to we're, do? We're going to end the segment by giving away two tickets, so stay stay okay. tuned for a minute here. We're, we're going to give away tickets to this. I'll be there. Parney will be there. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's Capitol Ale House downtown. You know, there's the big bar and the restaurant, and then right next door, it's kind of a little, you know, do, do you, are the tables there, or is it just seated? Uh, it depends on the we, – we can hold for our show about 100, uh, probably 120 people, but we we usually put chairs up. Uh, the front with some tables. What a lot of people have done at our shows, MP, is actually come down early. It's a Saturday night, which is, our again, our first ever Saturday night show. Come down, have dinner beforehand at the Capitol Hill House, yep. have maybe a drink or two so that we're a little bit more funnier maybe than we would have been without any libations, and then come to the show, and then we all recess for one or two cocktails afterwards over at Capitol Hill House. And, of course, as I said, we'll be watching football afterwards as well so uh, bam and i have a really good interaction together and this all started literally right here in party's pub bam and i were sitting after a game he's telling me a story about him and lebron james hanging out i'm telling about something stupid i did with john daly one time and then we just he looks at me he goes we should do a show people might be interested in hearing about this and so that's how it all started uh, and we're really excited about this saturday night because again we've never had a saturday night show we've asked people to come on on a wednesday Thursday, a Sunday night, uh, and I think Saturday night, we'll be able to really tell if this is something that the public wants or not. I love it. Um, I, I remember, I've still got in my kitchen, way back in the day, Wes McElroy. You remember Wes. I, I, I don't know where he is now. He's probably dead on a street corner or something. I don't know. But he, <laughs> no, he's, he's somewhere being boring. That's where he is. <laughs> I he, love you, Wes McElroy. Oh, we love you, Wes. I love you, Wes McElroy. <laughs> he did an event there with uh, Bobby Ross, and uh, people came, and they gave out Fox Sports 910 glasses, uh, you know, like pint glasses to everybody with their beers. I've still got my Fox Sports 910 pint glasses. I can't even say that now because we're the new 910 the fan, now 105.1 FM. We just purge that last part from your mind. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've still got my souvenir from the Richmond Music Hall and Bobby Ross. I was I was, I was, was there that night, MP. I, w- I was there that night. I did something on stage with Wes. And before the force, I love Bobby Ross. I'm a huge Bobby Ross fan. For those of you listeners who don't know, he, he coached college, won a national championship with Georgia Tech, coached in the Super Bowl with the San Diego Chargers. And I said, Coach, I don't know if I ever told you this, but our oldest daughter, Lindsay, this is a reminder of myself, her birthday's coming up, was born on January 29th, 1995, in the fourth quarter of your Super Bowl. And he looked at me and he said, well, you had a lot better day than I did that day because we got <laughs> blistered by the 49ers. <laughs> and Bobby, Ross, Bobby Ross is also the coach who said when he got fired by the Detroit Lions – at his press conference, he said, I, I was fired because of, of the uh, the owner was um, uh, owner illness. And they go, oh, my God, he, he's, what, what's, what, what's he ill? He goes, he, he was uh, sick and tired of losing all the time. So, so that, that was his illness, <laughs> sick and tired of losing. Our producer here, JC, really appreciates you providing the bio there as well because sometimes famous sports people get mentioned, and I put him on the spot to challenge him on what those famous people did. It's it's a recurring segment, so he appreciates you sparing him that. Well, I remember the first time I was in there live, we had to give him a couple of lessons, didn't we? That's, <laughs> we, that's right. We still are. We he didn't still go easy are. on me either, Barney. I, I remember. <laughs> well, that, that's how I, I know I'm you a, care pretty, about me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we always tell the, the young people with the squirrels. If I got on you, that's because I care. It's only that's because right. I care. I, I would tell my people that, too, at the newspapers. When I quit correcting you, that's when I've given up on you. That's when hey, it's over. Yep. There you go. Yeah. That, yep. that, people with people the squirrels don't want me walking right by them, because if I walk right by them, that means you're checked off the list. Hey. Yep. Uh, Par- Parney with the Flying Squirrels and uh, story time with uh, Parney and Bam, uh, the funniest guy I know who is also a volleyball coach locally. Uh, Parney. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's That's a, true. It, it, it's a qualifier, but it's fair. It's true. It's accurate. Uh, Parney, pick a number between one and five. 
between one and five? Do you want me to say it out loud? Yeah, yeah, say it out loud. This isn't a magic well, trick. You, you know, you know, uh, when we do fireworks countdowns here in the past, I always start at ten, and when I get to the number three, I don't say the number three. I say the number Earnhardt because I worked with Dale Earnhardt Sr. before he passed away. That's probably one of the stories I'm going to tell. So if you're a NASCAR fan, make sure you come. But number three, number three, MP, number three, Earnhardt. Praise Dale. Third, third caller to 833-804-0910. You're going to Storytime with Parney and Bam. Saturday night, 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock doors, 8 o'clock stories, Richmond Music Hall. It's next to Capitol Ale House downtown. That number, 833 804 Nine ten. We love having our guy Parney on. Hope it's an awesome time. I'm excited to be there. Uh, I'll give the full report on Monday's show. <laughs> All right, buddy. Have fun, go nuts, everybody. April ninth, opening day. April ninth. There he goes. We're back with more after this. Call in 833-804-0910 if you want to go to story time with Parney and Bam White on uh, Saturday at the Richmond Music Hall. We're back with more after this. You're listening to nine ten. The fan now one zero five one FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.